Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the last Christian podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope. We're in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Brother J.D. Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, Brother J.D. Williams. Good evening, my name is J.D. Williams, and of course I am the CEO of Ustremit.net. And recently I had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Dan Long for a very in-depth interview and his incredible life. And tonight we're going to present that. Sit back and enjoy. And at this time I would like to welcome in my guest today, uh, Mr. Dan Long. And how are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing amazing and feeling blessed. Thank you Wonderful. so much. Wonderful. That's what I always love to hear. Well, Dan, now you have, uh, well, you got a lot of stuff going on. you got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. And uh, so I'm just going to start out by asking you, who is Dan Long? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Father, grandfather, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, very, very blessed. Um, I will, I... Uh, I, I am the community manager of content creators for the St. Baldrick's Foundation, which is the largest privately funded charity that raises money to fund research for uh, kids' cancer. We fight kids' cancer. Wow. Okay. I'm also a prospecting member for the Soldiers for Jesus Motorcycle Club, and I am a content creator myself. I have a Twitch channel and, uh, and a TikTok, and I am currently putting some stuff together and working on some books. Uh, I did watch your Twitch channel a little bit, um, mm. and you've got a ton of stuff on there, so I would be lying to you if I told you I saw a lot of it, okay? But mm. I, I saw enough, and you have had the life, sir. Um, I watched your testimony video, and I would be, I know that my listeners would be very interested in where you came from because you, you, um, I mean, I had struggles in my life and Mm -hmm. you are not shy about expressing yours and whatever you're comfortable with, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to open it up to you and uh, allow you to, to tell people about it, where you came from. Okay, well, sure. I'll, I guess I can start from the very, very, very beginning. I was, I'm, I'm a large guy. I'm six foot five, uh, 400 pounds ish. Uh, I was always big. So when I was a little kid, I guess little for me, um, my dad really ingrained in me to not ever get in a fight with anybody because I'd hurt him, right? Mm-hmm. When I was first grade, no, actually, when I was in second grade, you know how they have the peewee wrestling? Well, I was bigger than all the kids in school, so they made me wrestle sixth graders ah, because mm-hmm. I was big, right? But yep. I was still a little kid. I was, I was clumsy. I was, you know, oafy. I didn't have any coordination. So, you know, I just got beat all the time. But what eventually happened is, you know, uh, the people that like to bully people, they always go after the biggest kid, right? Oh, I'm going to get the big kid. So Absolutely. All, all through school, I was I was I was really bullied, right? 
I, I feel like I was a little bit smarter than the other kids in class. So I was kind of nerdy. And I think my, my, uh, my um, personality maybe was off-putting a little bit. But so going through school, I was, I was bullied and I would just turn around and walk away. I was like, I remember in high school, there was a kid, it was the biggest, toughest kid. He was like the wrestler. He was this quarterback center. Um, he just like punched me in the face as hard as he could. And I just was calm. Bam. I stood and people were standing around watching. I was just like, man, just mellow out. And he did that to me three times and I just walked away. Now that is pretty tough, right? But when you're in high school, I mean, that my ego was that big because of that incident. I felt like a coward. Mm. And so what happened to me is I started really listening to punk and heavy metal. And mm. in, in high school, I got into Satanism. So oh. I was into Satanism. Yeah. Anything that, I, you know, I, I got into, you know, Nazi symbolism, any upside down crosses, anything that would just like push people away from me. That's what I did, right? I was loud. I was vulgar. So I grew up like that. I, I did get out of Satanism, but I, I still never got saved. So even in my adult life, I was very like in your face, um, pretty much just stay out of my face, you know? Right. Uh, so I grew up, uh, I, in my twenties, you know, I got my first Harley. I started hanging out with bikers. I did a lot of drugs, a lot of stuff. I, at some point in time, I used to manufacture drugs. I, I was a drug way back in the day mm -hmm. uh, i started going crazy and so i i quit doing drugs in my late 30s late 30s um so through this process i i was married we had a kid we split up we married other people after i got clean her and i got back together and so our family kind of got back together but i still never still wasn't saved uh, then at some point in time, I just, you know, everybody has this hole in their heart and it's a God-shaped hole and they try and fill it with other things, drugs, sex, whatever, whatever. They try and fill it work, um, all kinds of things. They just try and fill that. That's what I was trying to do. I was riding my motorcycle around. I was hanging out with some bad people. I decided that, oh, you know what? I could use drugs again in moderation. And it was not moderation at all. Um, I was getting thousands of dollars at a time <laughs> running around, just doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I had left my wife like three times and she was like, she's the love of my life. Right. I left my wife three times. The last time was two days before Christmas, just out doing whatever. Well, something happened somewhere and she had been praying for me our whole life. She'd been praying for me too um to come to the lord well when she would pray for me and give me to god but then she would step in between like mm -hmm. and block god <laughs> so this last was just done and put up with me and so she's like i give you to god i give you to god and i know that's the moment that something happened inside of me there you go. she really did give, give god give me to god <laughs> and i called her and i'm like i can't do this this is terrible and as far as a drug user, I was doing well. I had a bunch of money. I had a bunch of drugs. I could do whatever. You know what I mean? I had Harley Davidson's. I had all this stuff paid for, you know, but I just, my heart just was crushed. So she said, you can come back home because it's your home too. 
but we're not together. So the Lord, I, I'm sleeping and sleeping and sleeping because that's what you do. Uh, and the, the Lord told her, you know, ask him if he wants some help. So she comes in the room and says, do you want help? I said, yep. So she came back and says, if we get you in a drug rehab on Monday, will you go? And I said, yes. So we went into a drug rehab and it was only a 30-day program. But through that 30-day program, uh, I started working because I was like, I will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I started working the 12-step program, which has a lot to do with your higher power. So then I started hearing this voice and I was like, I, I have my higher power. I knew what my higher power is. It's me because it was a voice in my head. <laughs> okay. so I got, bam, I'm out. We went to this marriage retreat in Hawaii which just changed our marriage. And I came back and she says, do you want to get saved? And I said, yes. And so I got saved. And a couple of days later, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in water. Uh, and then the Lord started just doing amazing things. Like like my, my life has so completely different. I am a completely different person. But really that's like, that's, that's, that's just touching the, Touching the basis of what happened. Yeah. Well, I did. I did watch the testimony video, and you've got a lot of detail there. And uh, do you want to uh, let people know how to get to that Twitch channel and to where they can see that, as well as other videos that you have? Sure. It's Twitch.tv/indie, and it's I N B I E. And then I also have a TikTok too. It's uh, TikTok. And the username is redeemed and worthy. Awesome. Okay. Now, one thing that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, that you sometimes like to talk about the current culture in the gaming industry. And, and I, I told you that, you know, we visited for just a couple of minutes before we got on, got on this. And uh, I told you then, and I truly mean it, I have no idea what that is. I really don't. I'm, uh, I'm old. I'm old and I'm not a tech. Go ahead. Yeah, the gaming culture, the video game culture is very liberal. It is very LGBT, pro-LGBT, pro pro-abortion. Um, you know, when people, people talk, when they write their names, they put their pronouns in there. You know, uh -huh. he, he, she, her, whatever. Because there is a lot of... I'm going to say normalization of sin. Yes. That, that that culture just says that it's okay, you know? And I mean, I'm friends with people that are trans. I, I've, I'm friends with people that are gay. I have, you know, not, I don't have any, I don't think they should be, I'm very against people getting um, discriminated against because of that. I think that that is just ridiculous because that's like you're going to discriminate against somebody that is a glutton, right? It doesn't make sense, right? But I want with all my heart for them to realize that that, that is what it is, right? I don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with somebody that does, that, right. is, that is that. Well, you know, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, uh, if the only people that we need to talk to have already been saved, then we really haven't accomplished anything for Christ. Our mm -hmm. mission as Christians is to show them what a Christian is supposed to look like and also encourage them to pick up the Bible and read it 
encourage that and, and, and hope and pray above anything else for that individual. So uh, <laughs> I have a, a family member that's gay and I do all, I, you know, so that's family. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw a family member away, but I am going to pray for them as hard as I can. Oh. And I do every single day. So, and there's a difference between like your tight circle, which is supposed to be people of like minded mindedness, right. mm-hmm. you know, acquaintances or friends uh, that are online or that you meet. Um, since in the the motorcycle club that I'm a prospective member of, one of the things that we do is we go into some deep dark places where there are not Christians, and we we talk with people, right? And we befriend them, and you know, I can I can call up some people on my phone right now that you'd be like, whoa, why are you talking to this person? You know, but uh, but it's really you know, the way I look at it, it's not like that that person is that way. It's that they have a dark influence over them that controls them that they don't even realize it because i know because that's what it was with me well now you said that you are uh, still involved in the motorcycle club thing scene whatever you want to call it uh but mm-hmm. your your focus has changed from being all about motorcycles and gang related and all that kind of stuff to working working with a with a christian motorcycle club and i'm and you said a prospective member. I'll, I'll let you tell us a little bit about that club and, and your involvement in that. Okay, yeah. Um, it's the Soldiers for Jesus Motorcycle Club. You can you can check it out at soldiersforjesusmc.com. And even quoting from the, from the website, it says, Soldiers for Jesus MC is an international motorcycle club and brotherhood of Christian bikers. Uh, we, they provide a means for Christian men to use their God-given gifts to answer God's call to serve others, witness, and make disciples. Plus, uh, Soldiers for Jesus trains men how to teach others the things that they have been taught and provides Christian bikers a place to belong. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it's very much like a brotherhood, you know. When right. I can call up a, bro- a brother that's four states away and say, hey, uh, so-and-so's in the hospital up there. Can you go and visit him? And they'll be like, sure. They don't know who it is, and they will go right there and visit them, right? They're, they're people that are like-minded. That are their, their number one thing is God. That's great. Now, how has accepting Christ, and I, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, this was around 2020-ish, somewhere in there, when you uh, really made the, the the firm commitment to accept Christ. How has how has your life changed since then? <laughs> that is such a, a small question for such a huge answer, right? Well, I mean, my whole focus, it went from me, 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 and everything. Uh, my relationship, my wife is just, we are in the word every day. We're watching preachers. We are going to church. We, well, I mean, Ninety percent of what we talk about is God, right? It's 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 amazing. Uh, my relationship with her is, and, and we have a twenty nine year old daughter, so that's how long that our relationship has been, right? My relationship with her in the past few years is on a whole level that I could never even have dreamed of it of it being. Uh, my whole world went from me, 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 to where I was hanging out with people that I shouldn't have been, to now I'm hanging out 
with people that I should be hanging out with, but going to places where most people shouldn't go. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my, the Lord's been leading me in, in some places. Uh, I've, I've learned that the Lord gives us three things to guide us. And one of them is like, uh, one of them is a passion. We have a passion for something. There's something that we got a passion for. And the, the Lord gives us the knowledge about it. And then the third thing is opportunity. The Lord gives us opportunity to go in that direction. And that is really what's happening with me. I've been creating content for 10 years and the Lord's all like, nope, 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 nope. All that stuff you did, forget all that. Use your platforms for me. And so yeah. it's kind of a win for me because it went from what it is to or what it was to now I'm really trying to form it into what it's, or the Lord's trying to form it into what it should be. Well, that kind of leads me to ask you a question that you may not even want to answer. And that is old friends that knew the old Dan, do they, how are they acting? I mean, are, what, what is your interaction with them or has there been a complete separation or are you trying to lead them or what's going on? Uh, so my old friends, I never really had like a bunch of old friends, but I do have a couple of old friends. And after I got saved, we moved from Oregon to Florida. Okay. So my old friends are in Oregon, right? The Lord got us, to, that's, a, that's a whole nother testimony of something right there, how we moved to Florida. <laughs> um, but so my old friends are there. Uh, I feel like the Lord is maybe took me away from that to build me up so that I can go back there because I feel like the Lord wants, wants these people to be ready for the things that I have to say. They need to be ready to hear that stuff. So my old friends, I'll talk to them on the phone. Hey, how you doing? We'll talk a little bit, but it's not any, anything deep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not right now. Well, Not right yet. They, well, but they know what I'm doing. They're like they don't understand it. They they're baffled. And you know, you read the verses of Jesus going to his hometown, and they're like, "Hey, aren't you the carpenter's son?" Right. right. So, but I think the Lord has a plan for that. Yeah. Well, uh, how about temptation? Of going back to the old life. Temptation. Uh, so the Lord delivered me immediately. Like drugs, bam, that no, no temptation at all there. Uh, one day I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, I'm smoking my cigarettes, you know, smoking them. I'm like, Lord, I, I, I don't want to smoke anymore. Just remove this desire from my heart, make me disgusted by it. So put that cigarette out. I go inside. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I got one more cigarette. I'm just going to smoke it. I pulled it out, took two drags and was like, Ugh, this is terrible. Boink, and that was it. Put it out. That was it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, other things in my mind, uh, because the devil likes to come at your mind. Oh, so yeah. here's a little, I'm not sure if it was in my testimony. When I was into Satanism, I had asked a demon to be my demon, right? I had basically summoned it to me. And I, I had carried that demon. Even after I got out of Satanism, that demon was with me my whole life. When I look back on the things that happened and the things that I did, I can see that it was. So the, for a time, and that demon has been cast out, by the way, which was amazing experience. But for a time, the devil would at attack my mind with certain things. 
And the devil tries to, but you just go, nope, nope, nope. You just, ha, 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 ha. That's what Kenneth Hagin would do. Just laugh at the devil. Ha, 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 ha. And you just turn away. Repent, turn away. So temptation used to be bad, but it lessened, 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 lessened to where now it's just kind of like, whatever. You, know, you can't tempt me with that no more. Well, you know, I often say that the number one tool that Satan uses, and I don't know if you fall into this at any point in your life, but that the number one tool that Satan uses is to say, you did this, and because of that, because of that, you are disqualified from being saved. I have heard so many people say, you know, I've done, I've done this terrible thing, and I can't be saved. And I truly believe that is the number one thing that Satan uses. I don't know what your feelings of it are, or if you experienced that. No, not at all. Now, my wife, my wife gets that sometimes. And I'm like, no, babe, you are definitely saved. All right. Well, if you're not saved, then I'm not saved because I did the same kind of thing. Um, you know, but when you deny God, if you don't really know, then you're not really doing it. If that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because when you when you like it, says, it even says in the word that you can't you can't understand the knowledge unless the Holy Spirit is telling you it. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Right. So and I can see that when, when I talk to people now that are not saved and they say the exact same stuff that I used to like, oh, God is terrible. God uh, was worse than Hitler. Look at all the people he killed. And, da, 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 da. and that's the same garbage that used to spout out of my mouth. But now that the Holy Spirit has shown me things and gives me revelations, I can see that. It's, and since from the perspective that I have, it now it's my job to reach the people that are like the way that I was, that Christians, people that have been Christian their whole life can't reach because they don't understand. Right. Well, now, was this a process for you? I mean, I, I, again, I, I saw the uh, testimony video. And it, it appeared like this is like a one-day, okay, I'm ready type of a deal. Was that truly the case? Or was this something that even in your worst days, you always had some kind of a, a thought process of maybe I need to consider this? Uh, no, never. I was not. I never thought that at all. I, I thought no way would I ever be Christian ever no way would i believe the bible no way would i that was not even like I, I was at like oh if i die i'm fine right there was not like oh if if something happens and i'm going to die i'm going to plead out to god you know there was when when i was not in it it was i just didn't believe period i was like i'm going to die and go to sleep or maybe mm -hmm. be resurrected or whatever you know i had i had a theory of what happens to your body scientifically you know, does it make sense? Maybe, but is it true? You know, what's true? This is what's true. And this doesn't tell you exactly the, this does not tell you the scientific uh, things that happen to your body when you die. So, Well, uh, for me, it was a, uh, it was a thought that would occasionally pop in my mind over the years. But uh, as I told you in the pre-show, I grew up in the church. I grew up in, you know, having had that established in me. So um, I, I think that's, that's really what, what helped me 
what helped me there. Now, what is your primary mission now? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish most through your videos or through your motorcycle club, through your work? What are you most interested in doing right now? I really want to be a light for people. I really want to... One of the things that they said in AA was really struck a chord with me is, is if you want what we have, we can't get, we can't give it to you, but we have the tools. Right. So I really, really took that to heart because that's how I decided to get into um, the AA program was I just saw somebody that was so full of joy and she was, you know, because I was like, AA is terrible. AA is dumb. AA is not for me. But I saw this lady and she was just so full of joy. And she was like, yeah, I've got COVID and I'm here in my house all by myself. My husband's got COVID and he's in a hotel all by himself and we can't meet. And when the doctor told me I had COVID, he looked at me. He was so, oh, you've got COVID. And she says, you know, it is, it's okay. And the doctor's like, oh my God, aren't you upset? And she goes, no, not really. I have a terminal disease, so I'm going to die soon anyways. And when that and she just had all this joy i was that's what got me started on the path right there was that exact moment and it didn't have anything to do with christianity at least i don't think it did it had to do with being clean and sober that and so that is what i want to show to people is like i'm different now it's like do you remember me when i was this way do i seem different to you well i know maybe you do or don't believe in the bible but don't you think that maybe there's something did happen to me and I can show that? It's, it's like the thing oh, my sponsor used to say is, hey, do you believe that I have a higher power in my trunk or do you believe I have God in my trunk? And people are like, no. And he says, well, would you like to come see if he is there? And he says, every single person goes, sure. So he'd walk out to his car, go to open his trunk, and you turn around and he goes, well, it's now you're on the path and they're like what do you mean he goes well it's not that i have god in my trunk it's the fact that you are willing to come and look and see if he's there right right so that's kind of that's that's my goal is to get people to to look maybe hey there is something to this look at how different he is or look at look at the way that he is look at how much joy he has even if they've never met me before look at the joy that this big mean looking dude has you know i want that maybe there's something to it well now you mentioned to me in the pre-show that you felt like that you were called of god now uh do you uh, do you envision yourself going to seminary becoming a uh a full-time pastor? Do you, do you see any of that in your future? Uh, I feel a lot of podcasts to start out with. I mean, who knows what the path is going to be. But my wife has always said that she has this vision of us traveling around and me speaking. I've had a vision of that, too. Me standing up in front of a church, wearing my leathers, passionately speaking to people. Now, am I trained to do that? Well, the Holy Spirit's training me. And can I explain how that happens or what that is? I don't know. But my wife is like, the Holy Spirit just shows you so much stuff. She's been, her dad was a pastor. Her grandpa was a pastor. She's been a Christian her whole life. And she, she comes to me and it's like, the Lord just shows you. The Lord has put you on this fast track. 
And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm just along for the ride, you know? So do I see my, I think that would be awesome to travel around and speak and to tell people my testimony or whatever it is the Lord wants me to tell people. And that's the beautiful thing that God does guide you. What you need to do is just uh, take it to prayer. Um, I know I avoided, uh, you know, I, th- I always thought I knew what was best for me. I knew what my, my plan should be. And uh, I told you about it before this started, you know, everything like that always failed 100%. But uh, as soon as I gave it to the Lord and I said, okay, is this what I'm supposed to do? Everything thrived. So, Amen. I, I, I think can, that we are smart right we think we're so smart and we know it's going to be just the best when i first got saved i realized that the lord's decisions for me are a thousand times better than any decision i can ever make for myself so it's all about resting sometimes you want to go 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 but it's really about resting it's about resting and waiting for the lord to say here go this way well now if uh, if people wanted to learn more about you or wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what would be the best way to do that? Well, right now I, I'm going to be working on a website, um, but the best way to get in touch with me is danlongministries at gmail.com. Okay. All right. And I'll try to get that up. For whatever reason, like if you want to talk about addiction, if you want to talk about uh, motorcycle world, if you want to talk about video games, you know, I'm also a video game designer and a 3D animator and I, so anything in the, the video game industry, uh, I'm up to talk about any, anything that has to do with uh, with speaking, um, I, I'm down. Just please send me an email at danlongministries at gmail.com. Awesome. Okay. Now, is there anything that we, and I know, I know that you, you've got like billions, I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, a lot of episodes out there. Uh, is there anything that, that we haven't touched on that you want to bring to the public's attention? I would just like to say that, you know, if, if you are, what's the word I'm thinking, floundering? If you're like, well, I don't know what God wants me to do, and you are just impatiently you know, trying to do this and trying to do that and trying to do this thing and trying to do that and this is not working. This, well, you know, if you are impatient about making a decision, you know that God is not in it, one hundred percent. And I'll tell you why. It's because God is love. And what does it say in the Bible about love? The very first line. I can't remember what the verse it is, but it says, "God is patient." God is patient. So if you are doing something impatient. And you don't know if God is in it, well, then God's not in it. Just be patient. Sometimes the best way to get an answer instead of searching for it is to just say, okay, Lord, just tell me and just rest and don't even think about it. Correct. Uh, you just you pray and believe me, the Lord will, will answer. I do want to, again, thank you uh, for coming on today. And I want to give you one more opportunity to uh, let people know how to get in touch with you or... Uh, how to visit your your Twitch or or whatever channel that you'd like to point them to, and uh, then I'll I'll let you get out of here. Okay, I, I do got to say one thing about the rapture though. Like people say, oh, you should get ready. No, you should always be ready. Right. Always be. You should just be ready every day. Always be ready every single day. 
Okay, so to get in touch with me, if you want to send me an email, it's danlongministries at gmail.com. My Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash indie, and that's I-N-D-I-E. And that's an old username that I've had for years and years. It's indie. It means in, independent. And then my TikTok is, my TikTok username is redeemed and worthy. Well, I'll put together. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on today. And I, I wish you nothing but the best with your, with the motorcycle endeavor, I think is, is tremendous. And, um, I, I mean, I can see that you are full of, of the Holy Spirit, that you are working, you. working as a, as a good, strong Christian. And I commend you for that. And again, I wish you nothing but the very best. And, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. God bless everybody. And God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for The Last Christian Podcast. And please be sure to tune in every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for an all-new edition of this prophetic series as we continue the search for The Last Christian. And remember, The Last Christian Radio Show with hosts J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley is now available on Evangelism Radio and Revelation Radio, both broadcasting to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. For more information or broadcast times in your area, please visit www.lastchristian.net or www.revelationradio.net. Until next week, or until the trumpet sounds, may God bless you.